You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast. We want you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. And if you are a returning listener, we want to say thank you so much for coming back week after week to check out our conversations and our podcast episodes. Last week, we we were not here, right? <laughs> we recorded from our men's camp retreat, right, yeah. in Shelter Island. Um, so that was cool, right? Yes. Having getting to record there and doing that for a little bit. I think it was, um, it was different, right, to be outside, mm-hmm. to be recording, and um, cool that you know we have the capability, right, to yes. kind of do that, right? And um, I think that was really cool. Yeah, you know what? I think every once in a while, it's always great to have a little change of scenery or even just the vibe was a little different. Yeah. I think we're re- we're pretty much always like pretty chill and relaxed mm-hmm. when we're recording our episodes. But something about doing it outside on a porch, almost on a rocking chair. That should have been rocking yeah. chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, just gave it like a different, like cool, different vibe. Yeah. Um, and the wind was like crazy. The wind was crazy, but you couldn't tell really. Right. Like, every, like maybe yeah, minimally. little parts here and, and then. Then um, you know, it had like jet boats yeah. back behind the somebody and was stuff fishing. Like that. Yeah, back some there. random. Um, El Mano de Dios was <laughs> fishing in the background, right? Um, which was symbolizing how we should be fishing, fishing for the souls. souls. No, <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. It was chill. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I mean, today we're going to talk about something that I'm sure all of you or most of you, right? If you're in the Christian music, you know, ministry circle, right, mm. uh, and interest of things, I'm sure you've heard of the recent situation surrounding yes. Maverick City Music and Dante Bo. And, you know, I mean, this is something like for me, I hate talking about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Right. Because one, I think it's sad. Right. When situations like this happen. Right. Um, I immediately go to the person that's like, you know, in that situation, I feel super bad for them Mm -hmm. Um, because of just like the cycle and the the effect that this has. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like they go through all of the social media you know, criticism, all of the viral posting, everyone is talking about this incident, right? Um, You know, which is basically Maverick City and Dante Bo pausing their professional relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Maverick City put out a statement, um, you know, basically saying that it was, you know, due to behavior that's inconsistent with their core values and beliefs, they put a pause on their professional relationship with Dante Bo, Yeah. right? And of course, I mean, they did this late at night, Mm-hmm. I believe um, it was this uh, this past week, one day late at night. And I mean, this was everywhere. When I woke up the next morning, <laughs> like all over YouTube, all over Twitter, Instagram. And I don't know, I think it was one like pretty shocking, I guess, for people. And yeah. just like for Maverick to actually release a statement like this, I think it makes it official and yeah. it makes it like this is not something to take lightly. Right. Mm-hmm. But like anything, we like to give our opinions. We like to talk about it. And just talk about, you know, what we can learn from situations like this. Uh, Yeah. And I think, you know, and we'll get into it a little bit um, later on in the pod. Um, You know, this is done on a platform and on a level that most people will never experience. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, the attention, the names, 
um, trending on social media, the people that are tweeting you or messaging you and all that other stuff. You know, a lot of people, you know, in their churches, in their church communities have very similar situations like this that have happened, you know, recently or within the years where, you know, because of one thing or another, certain people were maybe, you know, put on pause. <laughs> I like that word uh, that they use. Um, in ministry, you know, yeah. you've had leaders have had to take a minute and step down. You've had worship leaders that taken a minute to step down um, and pastors, whoever, who, for whatever reason or another, have taken a minute to have to sit down because of things that they may have done or things that they're going through. Um, so this is, you know, one of the reasons why I'm OK with us talking about this is because these are things that are relatable yeah. to us, you know, in the Christian world, you know, and. Like you said, uh, this hit the the waves. Um, People woke up, people who weren't up woke up to a lot of the buzz about this as well. And I think that one of the things um, that has caught the most attention is that it's there's a lot of speculation. Mm -hmm. You know, there isn't a definitive reason as to why uh, the relationship between Maverick and Dante was paused. There's a lot of rumors going on. There's a lot of people that, you know, are looking at past situations and thinking maybe it's a accumulation of certain things. Um, But at the end of the day, no one has officially put out at these at this time, at this moment, nobody has officially put out a reason as to why. And I think that that's, you know, people. But Dante did release a statement in reference to the whole situation, um, which and he posted this on his social medias. He said, in light of recent events and opinions, I've talked to some of the wisest leaders and brothers around me. I'll be t- taking time off social media to rest mentally and physically. Years ago, when I dreamt of all I would accomplish one day, I didn't account for the pressure and opinions that would come with it. It's important for everyone to know when to step back and refocus. Hope you understand and support. I'll hit you up when I'm back. Love you guys the best. Yeah. Um, so that was his. You know, and I, and I think it's it's a great way to acknowledge there is something going on. Right. Um, and I will, I'll be silent about it because I'm taking some time to myself yeah. uh, versus him just disappearing from all social mm-hmm. media platforms not saying anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's he seems to have people around him who are going to be right. helping him through this process. Yeah, he put his sauce on it because he says in light of recent events and opinions, mm-hmm. right? So that word opinion sticks out to me as, yes. you know, there are people that have certain opinions that are not necessarily either truth or aligned with what he thinks is right or wrong. Exactly. With what he thinks is right or wrong. So, you know, that wording was, you know, was interesting, but you know, of course, like anytime something like this happens, there are people, social media is divided. There are people that are like, absolutely. I knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. He had been doing some things and putting some things on social media that weren't right. Weren't appropriate. You know, I mean, this goes back all the way to, you know, certain incidents at the Grammys when mm-hmm. they asked him what artists are you looking forward to seeing tonight he's asked about Little Nas X if he mm-hmm. was performing he's looking forward to seeing Little Nas X perform which you know we can say what we want about that then later on more recently right mm-hmm. there were videos that he posted on his Instagram stories where he was on a party bus Bad Bunny was playing in the background he was singing so people kind of felt like you know all of those things that you're posting and doing and some other Instagram posts and things um, you know that they're basically not congruent with what you believe and the God Mm -hmm. you're singing about. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the comments that people were saying were just basically like, you know, 
this was bound to happen because of these things that they saw, right? Yeah. Then you have the other side of people that are basically saying, Maverick, how dare you do some, something like this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you're singing about a God of mercy and grace, and then when a moment when someone needs that mercy and grace, you kind of, like, excommunicate them, Yeah. you know? So you're getting all the angles, mm-hmm. you know, in a situation like this. And I think, you know, a lot of people, they have their points, and they have their, you know, ideas and opinions that are pretty valid. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. So in just looking at this, you know, like I said, immediately I begin to kind of feel bad for Dante. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's not cool. One, you look at his talent, you look at his gifting, his anointing, you see what he's been able to accomplish. Right. And I mean, I've been listening to his music since before he was in Maverick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I remember his first album, his first release and listening to that song and being so impacted by it, um, you know, and then seeing his trajectory and seeing all that he was able to accomplish And he's only 29, I believe. He's 29 years old. You know what I mean? So we can get into a whole conversation about age and being thrown into the spotlight at that young age in ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Hollywood, you know, ministry, right? Which is a whole different thing. Um, Which is like a mini Hollywood in a lot of aspects as well. You just have God. You know, yes. to answer to yeah. it, God and yes. people in the church. You know yes. what I mean? Not but but I mean critics. that I mean that to say is that I feel that, you know, for many years and this is a whole different subject or for a lot of time, people t- seem to like, you know, throw things under the rug. A lot of the bad things that happen in Hollywood happen in the church version of Hollywood as Absolutely. well and in ministry and stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say yeah. that. So yeah. I think there is there are parallels that, that happen. Um yeah no well. i agree i agree for sure and um you know i just think that now from you know coming out from this right mm-hmm. and looking at this on the outside in i think there's just a lot of things that we can kind of pull from this right yeah. and immediately one of the things i think about um is the idea that your influence brings about a certain responsibility mm-hmm. you know what i mean i remember listening to um naomi rain's youtube channel she has car chats right yes. where she has people that she'll have them in her car and kind of talk with them and interview them and she was kind of alluding to the fact that dante is the one out of the group that does not care what people think mm-hmm. so much to the point that he'll post things say things and he doesn't care mm-hmm. about what people are gonna think what they're gonna say and that naomi's you know is like i'm always telling him like you know you can't do that you can't say that you can't put that like that you can't say it in that way you know and it was evident in watching that that he almost didn't want that freedom right or the ability for him to just say what he wanted or post Mm -hmm. what he wanted to be stripped from him simply because he had a platform now and he was well known yes which to be honest, I think a lot of people feel that way. Even if you don't have that major platform of a Maverick City, you know, when you're, I can speak from a pastor's son perspective, mm-hmm. right? When you have a lot of people, um, there have been people that have told me things that I don't necessarily agree with, mm-hmm. that they find a problem with how I do it or mm-hmm. how I did it or what I did. And it's almost like that's your opinion on how a pastor's son should carry themselves or mm-hmm. should dress or should look like. I remember being at the mall and seeing someone and they were speaking to me and they looked me up and down and were like, oh, it's just because you're not dressed like what a pastor's son would be dressed like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right there, uh-huh. if I really, you know, cared what that person said, I could have just been like, you know what? I need to start dressing more like that. You know, well, you even had so, that issue with your artistry, with people right. feeling a certain type of way about how you do spoken word. Right. Um, you know, which at the end of the day, I think that that's the catch 22 mm-hmm. about being on any type of platform yeah. um, but I think that is even more severe when you're on a Christian platform yeah. which is yep. that as a Christian you know as a person first 
and it should be as a Christian first, but I'm talking from the perspective as a person first. As a person first, first you want to be able to express yourself how you feel the most yeah. comfortable doing so. Um, so that means that you want to be able to use your so- social media platforms to like what you want, to share what you want, repost or post whatever you want to put, because at the end of the day, you feel like it's yours, and I should have that same ability and freedom to do so like everyone else does. But as a Christian whatever... This is when I feel like that changes. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there is a there is an balancing act that you do have to learn and develop within yourself when it comes to what do I do and what do I put out into yeah. the world? Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I may want to post whatever I want. I may want to like whatever I want, share whatever I want, comment, however, wherever, whenever I want. But I am not given that luxury because somebody may see that and it becomes an issue. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you have to scrutinize and comb pick every little thing you do? No. But I do think that there are certain things that you just have to be a little bit more wise about, you know, because I think that. This, if we speak about the situation with a little Nas X um, comment at the Grammys and stuff like that, you know, you look at it from the perspective of artistry. There's nothing wrong with what he said, you know, because if I was a, a, a fine artist and I would say, oh, I love Van Gogh. I love Leonardo da Vinci. I love this. I'm not checking to see what their religious alignments are. I'm just saying as an artist to another artist, I think their art is great and I like it. But as a Christian artist, then that becomes a little bit different, you know, because then it's kind of like you can't be giving platforms and saying you like certain things or whatever when it doesn't align with Christian values and then not expect the backlash. You know, that's where it gets a little tricky. You have Christians that are more conservative than others. And, you know, we spoke about the whole Bad Bunny thing not so long ago either, you know, where we said that, you know, the conversation of Bad Bunny is important to have because that is currently what is in and what is trending, but there's a way to do that and there's a way to have that conversation. I'm pretty sure that there's people who listen to whatever they want and they don't care if Mm -hmm. if he was on a party bus or if he was at an event and there was Bad Bunny music blasting, while there's others that do have a very big issue with right. that because he doesn't align with christian values and what we want you know to consume and put out there as well so he may like bad bunny from an artist perspective his music is this you know, the way that his production is done is like that but unfortunately i don't think that he um has that freedom quote unquote that other people may have to just post whatever they want to post yeah. it comes with and a at price. the end of the day it doesn't have to be anything like that it could be a quote that yes. you put up that yes. somebody else feels like, you know, but that's not true. How, you know, how could you say that when yes. the Bible says this or, you know, like, so I think it's just in, in everything, right. When you have a certain level of influence, unfortunately, there's going to be a responsibility placed on you. That's going to require more wisdom, more yes. discernment yes. from your part where yeah. you're not just going to be able to say the first thing that comes to your mind, whether it's on social media or in real life in person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think of when Paul says that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Absolutely. So there are a bunch of things that are around you. There are a bunch of things that you can do, can say, can partake in. But now, is it wise yeah. for you to do that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is it wise for you to be in that place? Is yes. it wise for you to post that picture? We've spoken about this. I mean, this could go for anything. From just us as humans, mm-hmm. people without platforms, let's say, you know, wanting to post indirect subs and comments about yeah. people. You know what? You can post that. You know, should you? Is mm-hmm. that wise for you to do that? Yeah. Now, Take that to someone who has a platform that has thousands or hundreds of thousands of people mm. connected to them. That responsibility is just that much more greater. Yeah. And I and I just want to say, you know, at the time of recording today, 
you guys know this already. We record yeah. ahead of time. Um, Wednesday, September twenty eighth. Um, there is there hasn't been a reason given. So all right. this we just spent talking about is speculation. Mm -hmm. It may have nothing at all to do with any of the things that we said, but it is important to just remind people that you do have a responsibility to just be wise with your actions. At yeah. the end of the day, someone is always going to have something to say about what you're doing. But are you giving them that fodder to really like blaze you up <laughs> on social media? Or is it just one of those things where you can just never please everybody? And I think that really, you know, one of the things that I really want to dive into with this conversation is as a people, as members of a church, as members of a certain community, what do you do in a situation when someone has publicly done something wrong? You know, um, and should that receive a public response? Should that receive public action? Um, and how do you move forward with your relationship with them? Because yeah. um, I think that there are certain situations, you know, depending on the degree of the situation, it varies. Um, but, you know, if we take it off of the, the idea of, you know, when someone in your church does something that they know they're not supposed to do. You know, and then all yeah. of a sudden, because of whatever action they did or however they responded, they're put on pause in that ministry. Um, you know, so then as a church, what is your response to that? It's just so different because your church of 150 people, you don't need to make nothing public. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, your church of maybe two. No, but I mean, people. I mean, if the person actions were public not that you know you did something on the low nobody you knows mean, like, about the, it should the church release a public statement no i mean if the person if it's a situation where it's something that everyone knew about and it was public or whatever maybe it happened in front of a lot of people i don't know what the situation is um you know there's certain things that i feel that obviously and a lot of people may disagree with this you know when something is done secretly in the churches uh let's say the pastors or the leaders are aware of it and they address it it should kind of stay like that. It sh it, there's no need to make a public announcement about on uh, January 3rd, we discovered that Barbara was doing this. That, like, there's no need right. for that. But then there are situations where, especially in the age of social media, you know, there's stuff that is thrown out there. And it's kind of like, well, everybody knows about it. So do you have to? Does that merit a public address from people? Or is it like that needs to be just dealt with in secret? Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the size of your congregation, the size of your church. What was done? Was the law broken? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is this going to end up on the news the next day? You or, you know, like, <laughs> what is the extent of what happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't believe everything needs to be made public. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but if this is like, you know, someone that is, you know, up there, pastoral staff situation mm -hmm. that does something and one day they're there, the next day they're not, you know, I think there is a certain level of of you know uh information the church needs in mm -hmm. order to actually heal and move forward you yeah. know what i mean but i think that depends because the same thing can happen in a church of thousands and the situation will be way different mm -hmm. there they may have to make a public statement mm -hmm. there they may have to let everybody know this individual is no longer with us because yeah. of reasons that don't align with what we believe biblically or morally mm -hmm. and all of those things you know what i mean um i think either way a certain type of accountability needs to happen yeah. which you know maverick put out Right. Um, and a lot of people also saying like, you know, it seems like they really got ahead of the situation, mm -hmm. wondering like if anything else is about to come out mm -hmm. that maybe we don't know of yet. Possibly. But I think, the you know, the idea of accountability and, and organizations or churches kind of, you know, coming to this place where mm -hmm. they have to say something as opposed to not saying anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and with that, I think as a people, 
as an audience of people, you know, because as you read comments and you see people on social media, everyone, there are people that are like, don't care. Then there are people that are distraught over what they're hearing. Yeah. You know, I was at school this week and, you know, they were talking about um, how they can't play I Thank God anymore. They're like, <laughs> I can't play it anymore. And they were joking. You know, they weren't uh, like serious. They were just like, because I can't believe he's not in it no more. I can't believe they did that to him. <laughs> Mind you, I'm sure they don't know anything. Yeah. They're just going by what they hear. So to yeah. them, they're immediately thinking, I can't play their music anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think for one, a lesson that we can learn as a people is that we need to lower our expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, our pastors, leaders, teachers, Christian artists, favorite worship group, you know what I mean? All of those individuals that we look up to that we think are the most holiest, that God uses the most, are human. You know what I mean? They make mistakes. They have flaws. They are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think when we begin to put people on the pedestal, right, and we begin to elevate people and and we bring them to such a place in our life where they are like right next to God, they make no mistake. They make no error. We would never expect them to do anything crazy. Then they have a moment of weakness. It mm. comes out. Something like this happens and people don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. All of a sudden they begin to question their own life. They begin mm-hmm. to question, well, you know, I looked up to this person. I thought they were so strong. If they're capable of doing that, I'm I'm doomed. You know, there's mm-hmm. no hope for me. People begin to compare. You know what I mean? And I think it's just easy for us to really be hurt in something like this or discouraged when we place unrealistic expectations on people. You know what? Dante Bo, 29 years old, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A 29 year old male, you know, uh, in the church started off, you know, basically from nothing in his story ministry puts out music independently, reaches a, a platform, not overnight, but the growth of Maverick city it was exploded. pretty rapid exploded, yeah. in one, in one moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, all of a sudden, he says in there, I never, when I dreamt of this, mm-hmm. which lets us know this was a dream. Mm-hmm. He saw himself doing this. He saw himself one day being on big stages or putting out music. You know, he didn't account for the pressure that he was going to have to go through and the pressure that it was going to take. So it's like, you know, these are people that have certain expectations about what fame is going to look like, what their ministry is going to look like. They get there and yeah. it's like, whoa, I didn't account for this. So, us as a people, we need to lower our expectations of those around us. Yes, keep people accountable. Yes, you know, wow, you can look up to somebody and have role models and, you know, mm-hmm. people that you think are examples in your life. But just keep in mind, they are human. Yes. And the day, God forbid, they make a mistake, they fall, it's a public situation, something happens, you don't want to be left with the pieces. You don't want to be left mm-hmm. broken, discouraged, not knowing what to do next. Yeah. And I think that that's something that needs to apply locally. I think that, yes, there is this level of like awe that some people give uh, to people who are very influential, whether it's in music or in preaching or whatever. Uh, but I think even on the church level, where sometimes we look at individuals who maybe are the star person of the church, they're always there, they're always responsible, you know, they're leaders leadership skills are great and you know like there's this reputation that they build and then unfortunately something happens um and then all of a sudden you your your vision of them you know gets completely like shifted and like oh man i would never expect that and you know and and i think that 
through through the years and with experience, me personally, I'm speaking, I think you learn to understand um, that you give people their merits and you give people their props for how great they are in X, Y, and Z area. But you also learn to understand they are human. Yeah. So the idea that they are not going to make a mistake, the idea that they are not struggling with something, the idea that they're not going to have a moment of weakness, to me, that doesn't make sense. Like, I know they will. I know it's possible for someone, no matter how many years they've been in ministry, no matter how many years they've been a leader, no matter how many years they've been in church, period, that if it happens, there is a possibility that an opportunity may happen where they make a mistake. Right. So when that happens, what is our response to these people in grace? Do we go down the rabbit hole of these trolls on the social medias where we bash them and we're spreading the rumors and we're telling everybody like, oh, I never expected that from that person. I will never look at them the same. They're never going to get up from this. They'll never be a leader. They'll never be a worshiper. They'll never be this. No, I don't think that that is the approach because put yourself in their position. Yeah. If you were in their position where you were doing great and all of a sudden, something about what you're doing comes out what do you want the response to be yeah you want people to hold you accountable because no one should be like oh it's okay don't worry about it like get over it like mm -hmm. no you want people to hold you accountable for your actions but at the end of the day you want people that are going to help you get through it yeah um and i think that that is something that applies in your local churches and applies to the people like in dante's situation which is you just have to be able to afford them the grace that you know what hopefully you know, whatever it was that happened is an experience where they can learn from this and come out better on the other side. What we don't want to do is push them out of the church community because yeah. it's very easy for people to feel like, you know what, in my lowest moment in life where I made a mistake because I'm what human, the church gave me their back. Yeah. The church pushed me out. The church judged me. The church criticized me. You don't want that to be the narrative because those are the narratives that the enemy takes advantage of and then takes people like him or anybody in his situation and brings them into the world. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because Maverick, you know, in their closing, in their statement, they said, each of us need God's grace. And our hope is that we all pray and give them the same opportunity to grow in Christ mm -hmm. as we give ourselves. Yes. So they pretty much sum that up nicely at the end, basically saying we all need God's grace. And I hope that you give them the opportunity to grow the same way you wish you would be able to grow and the yes. same way you would like to grow if you were in that situation. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, and this is like my next point, the idea of self reflecting mm. this moment should cause you to self-reflect because if you feel like you know what that's good for him he was doing things and he was posting things and i'm sure this that and the other thing think about what you do that nobody mm. knows about mm. and let's put that out there and let's start releasing statements you know what i mean <laughs> i'm sure it would not be as yeah because you know you need to be held accountable and yeah because you know if you do something wrong you need to pay the consequences mm. right when it's you mm -hmm. you know and i think it's easy sometimes to push that blame and push, you know, the guilt onto someone else who's taken the heat. Right. And in those moments, self-reflect and think about, you know, gosh, if I were to go through something like that, mm -hmm. you know, how would I feel? What would I want to hear? And it's funny because Maverick put out in that statement that they put a pause on their professional relationship. Right. And I'm hoping, and this is similar to what you were saying within a church community, you know, you could have a situation like this happen and they could pause in their professional relationship where they're not making music anymore. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that the people within Maverick City 
are not reaching out to Dante or yeah. talking to him or meeting yeah. with him. They may or may not. I have no idea. But I'm just saying it's a pause in the professional relationship. Mm -hmm. When something like this happens within your local church community, I'm hoping that they may have to step down from a certain position. They mm -hmm. may have to take a pause from a certain you know ministry that they're running or participating in. But I hope that that pause or that break doesn't equate to everyone giving them the cold shoulder yeah. and everyone now ignoring them. And now we can't associate or talk to you because you sinned and you did something wrong. Yeah. And now you can't be in that ministry or take part anymore or do this and do that. The idea that in those moments you cannot push people further away, mm -hmm. you know, the truth is whatever Dante's going through, which we don't know about me, we may find out, we may not find out. Right doesn't happen overnight mm -hmm. so he very well may have been ministering and singing and on tour and doing events and preaching whatever he's been doing struggling with mm -hmm. whatever he was going through or doing whatever he was doing yeah and he knew and he knows mm -hmm. you know what i mean but so it's not like you know this is just a surprise out of nowhere to mm -hmm. him yeah but know? i also think that's an important uh note that people need to stop playing themselves with because i feel like everybody not everybody i feel like a lot of people really walk this earth thinking that people don't minister teach educate minister while going through a struggle like right. this idea that oh no you can only be perfect in order to do those things is an erroneous way of thinking because that is not going to happen. It is never right. going to happen where you're going to have these superhumans that are perfect in everything that they do, being able to minister, being able to teach, being able to do godly things. No, people are constantly going through battles and their struggles and their processes while still having a relationship with God, while still loving God and still wanting to do things for his kingdom. But unfortunately, because of their humanness, they still have things that they're dealing with. Right. And again, it's like where, you know, who did he go to to speak about these things, yeah. you know, and he may have had a whole accountability, you know, team. circle team <laughs> or something, you know. Mm. But again, it's the hope now within the local church, within your own community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, those people that you think are so strong and those people that you see doing this, doing that, they're so creative. They're so this they're so that, you know, are you checking on them? Mm -hmm. You know, because no one is exempt. You know, yeah. no one is exempt from going through a situation like this. It's just different when you have a big platform. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know about I can't talk about like American culture and churches and stuff like that. But in Spanish churches and in Spanish culture, there's this thing um, where they put people on discipline um, when they do something wrong, quote unquote wrong. Um, and traditionally, what that would look like was that they would just strip from whatever position they had. And if they didn't have any positions, um, then they were not allowed to participate in church and in church services and like singing or playing instruments, stuff like that for a set amount of time. Um, and I have always, 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 always thought that that program, if that's what we want to call it, um, was wrong. Because in that program, in most churches now if your church was different and you did it the right way i applaud you for that but in most churches it was simply just that so and so made a mistake they got sat down there were no conversations there was no counseling there was no follow-up there was a lot of cold shoulder there was a lot of ostracizing people um and it's kind of like that's not how you rehabilitate people that need to be re rehabilitated um for certain things that they're dealing with you know when you want to put a pause on them because you don't think that they're in a position in a place to be ministering and doing stuff like that okay i understand that and i respect that but now as a church and as leaders what do you do for that individual 
Do you just leave them hanging by themselves or are you there to support and counsel and help them through it? And even after the set amount of time, let's say that they were on pause um, for three months, your follow up, you're following up with them and you're counseling with them does not end at those three months. It's actually a lifelong thing. Like it's yeah. something that as leaders, as pastors, you should be checking in on individuals about forever. That doesn't mean that you're calling them every day, but every once in a while, like, hey, you know, how, how are you doing in that area? You know, how's this going? How's that going? Um, because we need that follow up. You know, we need those check ins uh, because honestly, nine times out of ten, people won't tell you. <laughs> They won't tell you, hey, I'm kind of like wobbly in that yeah. area again. But if you ask them and it's the right person asking them, then they may be more open and willing to share where they are currently in their life. Absolutely. And I think it's important, again, that we've spoken about this before. You have the right people around you. Mm-hmm. You have the right people and you have people that you can go to to speak to in these moments, you know, because um, back then it was that whole idea of discipline, right, yeah. or being sat down. And now it's almost like the pendulum has swung the other way where it's more like, you know, this is just what I'm doing. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Where then it's, you know, I see that there is more grace and there is more mercy Mm -hmm. where things, if you would have done something years ago or got Mm -hmm. caught doing something years ago, it would have been a whole different situation. Whereas now um, that may not be the case. So it's like making sure that although the earthly manly consequences right are not maybe what they used to be or the Mm -hmm. same you know what i mean where years ago you if you got caught doing this or going there whatever it was like your life was over Mm -hmm. within the church Mm -hmm. whereas now there may seem to be a little bit more of a flexibility you know within that area i just think you have to be careful where you don't look at it like you know our church isn't super strict in this area or, you know, they won't know or if they find out, they'll like give me a chance. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think you that know? even in that level of flexibility, there needs to be the follow up and the counseling and oh, yeah. all that other stuff as yeah. well. But that's where I feel like that's where then they're dropping the ball again, mm-hmm. where there are they are more lenient and they are more flexible and is really more, you know, we're used to, you know, used to get in trouble. Now it's maybe just like that one conversation when we find out what's going on. Yeah. But there isn't a follow up. There isn't counseling. And sometimes times i think that is even more important that as a church or as leaders or pastors or whoever that you have the self you know um the self-awareness to understand if you know what i'm not the right fit for this yeah you know there you know I, I don't have expertise in that specific area or maybe i don't feel like they would they would feel more comfortable speaking to somebody that's not me so then that's when you outsource and then mm-hmm. you reach out to maybe another trusting pastor or you reach out to a professional and you get them the help that they need in order to be better you know you have to know your limit as well and if the person isn't opening up with you maybe it could be because they're from the opposite gender or whatever the situation is to outsource as well so whether you're being strict or whether you're being flexible at the end of the day there needs to be a follow-up there needs to be a constant conversation that is continuing to happening with these individuals in order to make sure that they are doing good and this is why i think it's important to make sure you are connected to a local church right yeah um i don't know if these people are people in Maverick city, if they go to church like that regularly, I know they're so busy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the importance of having those people, you know, in your life, whether it's in your church, right. Community and family that will help you in those moments. Right. And kind of, and be there for you. I mean, recently a few weeks ago, I was speaking to someone that they basically said, you know, they were young in their twenties and they were just starting to get back into church and going to church. And they said that the reason why they left was because they did something wrong. They did something they weren't 
supposed to do. And they just felt like the church just turned their back on them, Mm -hmm. you know, like literally just stop reaching out stopped calling um and he would show up and it was just like no acknowledgement and no and he he basically just expressed the feeling of feeling abandoned and he said i was already going through it when everything happened and then now on top of that everyone's acting like you know now i'm not good enough now Mm. i can't speak to them now they can't be around me you know so he was slowly starting to get back into church and you know i guess trying to find a a church to go to but again you just don't know what effect, you know, those decisions and those attitudes more than anything have on people. Mm -hmm. So I think as an audience watching all of this play out, you know, this is not too far fetched of something we can go through or what happens in our churches. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's almost like before we have a situation like this happen, what can we do to help avoid these things? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And this is where I believe also accountability within friend groups, right? Um, is important where you put something up it's almost like "Mm, was that necessary yeah you know better right i mean personally this year (laughs) (laughs) i have been this is where i have been tempted the most (laughs) right to post things Uh certain things right and it's almost like and like i'll I'll, like indirect comments about Mm. things not like Mm -hmm. you know whatever but Nothing crazy right and mm-hmm. it's almost like again checking your heart to make sure like why are you posting this quote mm-hmm. right now today mm-hmm. after this situation after, you know uh, why yeah. do you feel the need to talk about this why do you feel the need to put that out there and you have to really check yourself i mean mm-hmm. there are moments i set you stuff and i was yeah. like i want to say this so bad <laughs> but i'm not yeah. <laughs> and know? i think that that's important because in those moments if i was a horrible friend i'd yeah. be like do it i'm gonna Let repost know. it post yeah. It. yeah you know and you know and it's been vice versa the same way as well where sometimes i'll randomly come across something that is very relatable to a situation that's happening and i'll be like i'll be messy if i post this right <laughs> And then you you would be like, yeah, that will be real messy, you know, yeah. just in so case, don't do it. it's one of those things. You have to have people that will do that for you. Yeah. And it's in the little things like that that I think, you know, it, it affects then the bigger things. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it's important, you know, in situations like this to just make sure that you, you know, support those around you mm-hmm. but you also help them and let them know when, you know, I'm noticing this, I'm yeah. seeing that, you know. And um, I just think that's super important. Yeah, you know, now I want to make very clear, if it wasn't clear already, that I do believe in holding people accountable. Yeah. 100%. I think that if someone makes a mistake or takes, um, makes decisions or actions um, that are not right, that there are, you know, there are consequences that come with that. And it could be something as simple as being put on pause uh, for whatever, um, you know. But one of the things that, you know, I am really a strong advocate about is, you know, extending grace to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that, in the most wisest and most Christ-like way, you know, extending grace to someone is not giving them a free pass and extending grace to someone is not condemning them to hell. You know, there is a middle ground in there um, where you are keeping them accountable, also showing them love and letting them know that you are there to help them on this journey. Um, Because essentially, you know, when situations like this happen, what we hope comes out from it is growth. What we hope comes out from it is, you know, um, not only like, spiritual growth but also mental and emotional immaturity uh that comes from that as well but this also then will serve as a story as a testimony as something that you can share with others that are going through that exact same situation yeah so as a church you are part of this story 
indirectly or indirectly of anybody that's in your church that is going through something. The question is, what is your character? How is your character going to be written? Is the character of the church going to be written as the church was there for us and they helped me go through this situation? Or is the character of the church in this story going to be the evil person? Are you guys going to be the bad guys or are you guys going to be the good guys? And I think that that's what's important. And also realizing in situations like this, there's always more to the story. Yes. yes so yes. for those people who are defending Dante and going hard for him, you don't know the whole story. You mm -hmm. don't know everything, right? For those that are basically bashing Maverick City music and saying, how dare you let him go and put a pause on this relationship when he needs you the most. You sing about grace and mercy and gyra and all that, right? <laughs> it's almost like, keep in mind, you don't know the full story. Yeah. And we may never know the story. It's the, same business, way, really. the same way within your local church when certain decisions are made, you may not know the full story mm -hmm. and you may think you know and you may think like it's not fair that this happened and that happened and that they were you know put in this situation it shouldn't be that way i don't agree you don't know the whole story so mm -hmm. i think it's important you know before we make certain comments before we say certain things or judgments and conclusions that we remind ourselves there's always more to the story that we may not know yes. our job in situations like this you don't you may not know dante personally you may not be his friend personally is to pray for him you listen to his music you know thousands of and hundreds of thousands of people i want to say have come across maverick city maybe even millions they have over a million followers on instagram you know and have been blessed by their music and dante has played a role in that you know, so I think it's just important to remember that, to pray and to just extend that now to the people around us. Yeah. You know, how are we showing love? How are we supporting? How are we praying for those around us in our community? You know, and again, there may be an update to this story. Yeah. You know, there may be something that comes out. And regardless, at the end of the day, whatever it is that comes out, these points that we have discussed are valid and you know can be applied to situations you know across the board yeah you know my last thing to say before closing out is just i want to read the scripture found in galatians 6 that says brothers and sisters if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing you who are spiritual restore such a person with a gentle spirit watching out for yourself so that you also won't be tempted carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of christ for if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing he deceives himself let each person examine his own work and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else for each person will have to carry his own load amen dun, 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 dun. galatians yes. 6 1 through 5 <laughs> very true and we don't even need to add to that yeah. so if you are not following us on social media, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Go and encourage someone this week. Support someone this week. Speak to a friend. Check in with them. Yes. Make sure everyone is good around you, right? Mm -hmm. Do a vibe, not a vibe check, a spirit check. <laughs> You're about to get careful. Yeah, they're about to come for us. Right? Um, a spirit check, right? And make sure everyone is doing well around you. Yeah. So, um, as always, you can find us on our socials, wherever you're listening to us and seeing us. Make sure you're subscribed because that's super mega important. Um, I said that really weird. Important. Um, thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.